And then Trevor said something even funnier on the... I, I tried. Trevor, that was uh, such a funny thing you just said before we started recording. That was amazing. It's a tragedy that we didn't get it on recording. I think uh, it... Well, I mean, it's a tragedy it of our times. I mean, it would have been offensive to so many different groups, so I'm glad that it wasn't caught, but... Thanks. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Trevor didn't say anything. We were all ready to record this time. Which is Matt weird, didn't but surprise welcome to episode us. 57 of Off the Crossfire, a Rail Solid podcast. That's right. Trevor, you talked over it, so I think I have to technically do it again. Episode 57. Do I have to do Wait. mine again, too? No. Oh, did we pass the King Kazu <laughs> episode? We did. How old is King Kazu now? I think he's 54. That's so cool. That is so cool. I was going to say I wish I was 54, but that's not actually true. I wish I was 54 and still playing professional soccer. Yeah, that's And still there, I have never played professional soccer. There's no chance I ever will. I wish I was King Kazu. That'd be dope. That would be cool. Shout out King Kazu. People don't know who he is. Look him up. You can just Google King Kazu. It's true. I'm sure he'll come up. You can put it into Wikipedia directly. I love it. Oh, what anyway. a guy. Hello. Welcome. Matt, what are you doing? Uh, I don't know. Looking at Twitter. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> We're, it's, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. It's been a minute. Getting from there to here. It's been uh, two weeks, I, I think. That, that lines up because... So before... We had a game Wednesday. Yeah. So I went to went to St. George and then California and then uh but I left for St. George and that family reunion on Tuesday or when I left on Wednesday, I guess, before the game. So I wasn't at the game. Were the two of you at the game together? I was at the game. I think Matt also left. But this is the Galaxy, Galaxy game. I think I was hold on. A, Time means nothing anymore. So I know that I was at the game, and there was a game that neither of you were at. It was just me. Oh, that might have been the Colorado game. Yeah. Yes, that was that one. Matt was at the Galaxy game. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. There's been three games since we recorded. Yes, dude. So we had Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, and now oh wait no Wednesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Saturday. Now we have Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. All right. We we needed a hiatus, so. Kyle yes. had, a, had a break. I had a break. Trevor didn't record, so yeah, I guess why didn't you do solo episodes, Trevor? That would have been pretty funny and cool. <laughs> right, I should have. Next time, I'll do a solo episode. <laughs> Great. Okay, <laughs> that sounds good. Um, it didn't happen because it honestly never crossed my mind. I mean, I'm kind of glad. I <laughs> I love the three of us together, mm-hmm. and occasionally I love somebody stepping in for one of us. And we all hate yeah. Trevor individually. <laughs> that is not right. what I meant, Trevor. And I take offense that you thought that's what I meant. And that's yeah, the, I think the, the only time somebody start on. Yeah, the only time somebody stepped in for someone was Colin for me. I believe is that right? No, we've had Luke. No, Lucas hasn't stepped in for anybody. He just we've just also brought him it. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Colin directly replaced me that one time. The one yeah, time, did. yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Trevor, take that for what you will. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. All right. So let's get to social art because there's one exciting thing. Oh yeah, I wanted to bring up. 
And it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. It was great. Um, And I think I saw Kyle's cousin or uncle or some other relative at Disneyland. Oh, did you? That's great. I think I did. And I will right now post the picture on Slack. But Kyle, why don't you tell the other story about the other greatest thing that happened? That was the greatest thing that happened? Yeah, him seeing somebody who probably isn't related to me at all uh, at Disneyland. This is the Um, most oversell, underdelivered thing I've ever heard of. Trevor, you don't understand. Okay, so I had been in St. George for a family reunion, uh, starting with the day of the Galaxy game at home. And then um, from there, uh, on Saturday, I was going to California with my family um, for a week by the beach. So um, I was driving to California from St. George, and I was nearing the California border. And who do I see? I see Matt and his sweet wife, Jenny, uh, in Matt's... Um, car, which I will not be saying the make and model of because that is doxing. It's a Subaru um, uh, Crosstrek. Oh, okay. I think it's white. Wow. <laughs> it's not white. It's it blue-ish. Not. It's gray. It's blue-ish oh, that's right. gray. Matt has a gray one. Kyle has was, a white one. I was trying wow, to. Double <laughs> I was trying to. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. yeah anyway. Go find them now. The only Subaru Crosstreks in Salt Lake Valley. One's gray yes. and one's white. Yeah, so I, Kyle, I think you might have undersold uh, just how close to the border we were because I was slowing down yeah. to you know go through the thing where they ask if you brought any oranges, mm-hmm. which uh, no one was they there. So they don't ask anymore. They just no, like, they wave you through. Have they legalized oranges in the state of California? I don't know, but it is interesting how they used to always ask if you had fruit in the car and now they just wave you through regardless. Mm. I think they so, like, you can yeah. only stop like commercial trucks. At this yeah, point. they didn't. They didn't used to though. So now you can legally oh, yeah, bring. Uh, yeah, we went to California like over. a million times as a kid, and we always yeah. had to stop. And my dad was like, uh, "We've got some uh, bananas." Like, had to answer the question because we had seven kids, so of course there was like some fruit or some food, yeah. something we had to declare. Right. Anyway, I slowed down to see if there was someone at the station. There was not. But as we were slowing down, Jenny, Jenny said, oh, look, because she heard somebody shouting and it was Kyle. Slowing it was great. Down at the same time, we rolled our window down. We both said hello. Yeah, I saw your good. car from behind and I was like, I, that looks like Matt's car. And then I uh, and then I slowed down and it was so it was such a pleasant surprise. I loved that. And we have these really cute photos of that Jenny took of Matt's face and then of me. And I'm so happy and that's so happy. It's so good. It's very good. It's very good. Um, oh, I've seen the pictures is. and I can confirm that. Okay. They're very good. Sorry. Yeah. So this they picture that Matt posted. That, who's this? Yeah. That's that actually, I, you weren't lying. Yeah. That's my, um, I have a notable family member who is in a high up position in the LDS church and it's his son. So they were at the, they were at the uh, family reunion and that's, that's interesting because they, um, I, I guess went to California after That's so funny. 
I thought you were lying, but yeah, that actually is him. How did I, I mean? Never lie. <laughs> never. That's him, and uh, I think one of his daughters. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so, wow. So I I knew it was him because Jenny said, "Oh, so and so who shall not be named." Yeah. Uh, I just saw him in line at the cars ride, <laughs> which was pretty fun. I don't know. Wait, like my the high up family member, the son. The one oh, the son. The I was going to say, I would be surprised if he was like, uh, he's my great uncle. I was going to yeah. say, I was going to be surprised if he was there. But uh, yeah, that's yeah, so, that's so funny. Then I, one of the probably six to seven times I used the bathroom in the first two hours at Disneyland because <laughs> I, you know, it was there. Yes. <laughs> I drank a lot of water. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how it goes. You podcast with me. I, I love Disneyland. Yeah, it was a good time. Did you do the park hopper? uh, No, we took two days. Oh, okay. And I think, I'm trying to think if there, how many rides didn't make me feel sick. It was like two most of them? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like the the revamped Tower of Terror Guardians of the Galaxy thing made me want to die. Oh, uh, interesting. Which was too bad because like the idea is fun going up and down at a fast speed. But it turns out if you do that a lot, it doesn't feel great. Okay. That's good um, to and know. And then I got far too wet on other rides, <laughs> um, which was also not fun. But it was warm out there, so. Yeah, it was way too warm. I went, I went in November once, and I, it was, I got also, like, way too wet, and then it was just really cold. Oh, yeah, that sounds so, bad. Yeah, but, oh, that that's so funny. That actually is him, and I like that you saved it for this moment to, to show me that photo. That's great. <laughs> But yeah, we had a um, nice little uh, beach time uh, with the family. We Matt and I were both in California in different places, but um, you know, I think we probably did similar stuff. I didn't go to Disneyland though, but just did beach stuff, I guess. Yeah, it was nice. We camped on the beach. We're like close to the beach. It was you know five minute yeah. walk. Nice camping. Ocean breeze was was wonderful. It's the best. I already miss like seventy degrees. And it's like a 10 degree cooler breeze. So, yeah, I came home to it raining. So I guess that was good. Yeah, because it cooled it down. And now I get to gradually go back into unbearable heat for the next three months. Very excited. Did either of you uh, deal with any flooding? No. So I was telling Matt Matt before we hopped on. Luckily that like, so I think people probably saw some of the insane like flooding that was taking place down by Cedar city on Sunday. And I was supposed to head home on Sunday and be on I-15 on Sunday. And I ended up doing all of that on Saturday and, and we just kind of drove through the night. We left Saturday afternoon and got home at like 2 AM, um, missing, like we got some like light rain, but that was it. Um, and then the next day on Sunday when I was supposed to be driving home, I just saw insane videos of, I-15 all the way up through Utah and then just insane flooding, like mostly downtown. But yeah, yeah. did you see or did you have flooding in your house, Trevor? No, I mean, we had like a lot of rain, but not any flooding. Um, I had to take my kid home during like right as the storm was like ending. And yeah, it was just wet. There wasn't really any flooding. Uh, It was definitely the like heaviest rain that we've had down here like like, all year for sure. Yeah, like Colin's videos from downtown were crazy. Um, oh, I bet. Greg posted that video of like his house on, in the Avs, um, just a river going down I Street, <laughs> and his 
recycling bin is probably just gone forever, got swept away. <laughs> um, oh. It's probably down at the bottom. Maybe it made it all the way to South Temple. That'd be pretty cool. That would be amazing. Um, yeah, it's uh, it was nuts. I I kind of, I mean, I, I don't know. I It seems kind of worrying, but it looked cool, I guess. And uh, rain's good, so... <laughs> I don't know. I hope no one's property was damaged too bad, but that would look insanely gnarly. I saw someone kayaking downtown on the street. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that video. I saw the video of that. And that one, honestly, like I get, I'm going to use the word thrill and I know that's not really the appropriate word, but I get the (laughs) thrill of like kayaking down the street during a flood. But also it was like just a giant puddle like yeah, in he, the middle he, of an intersection yeah that people are trying to drive through it's like dude come on like yeah <laughs> this is not the time or the place I agree. to be kayaking yeah it was like it was always that type of guy but so you know he did his thing but yeah um trevor what did you do while we were gone when you were uh you know home alone so to speak um n- nothing out of the ordinary whatsoever we're- Sweet. Were we supposed to take you with us, uh, Trevor? You were supposed to. Oh. However, <laughs> he just stayed home and ordered pizza and set up booby traps for the robbers. <laughs> Instead. I couldn't uh, get out of work. So, of course, I had to mm-hmm. keep doing my job. I couldn't get out of work either. I worked like, like a lot of the time I was down there, unfortunately. But that's at least I could also be by the beach and yeah, work that's remotely. Nice. That's a good benefit, I suppose. But I can't get rid of that digital leash. You know what I'm saying? Modern <laughs> workplaces. <laughs> so. But, uh, no, what did I do? I didn't do I didn't do anything. I don't have the luxury of like a modern workplace where I get to like go. Yeah. Somewhere else for a little bit. <laughs> have you been working yeah. on getting top secret clearance? Because it no. seems like you might need it for your job. I <laughs> don't need a top secret clearance. I just need to honor NDAs when I'm forced to sign them to do my job, which was not in the job description. That was funny when that happened. Yeah. But um, (laughs) you could have made a big deal about that. I mean, like, like there's the, there's the part of me that's like big, like know your rights kind of, you know, like there's a little part of me in there. And anytime like my dad was an attorney. So of course, like growing up, it was always like, read everything before you sign it. And so there's a big part of me that was like, I don't think I need to, because I need to do work here. So either the work doesn't get done or, you know, like I, for like a minute, I was going to flex that little, like, let's see what happens if I don't sign this NDA. But then I was like, no, this doesn't matter even a little bit. So <laughs> it's just not worth it. <laughs> this is not the time to fight that fight. That's really so, funny. But uh, no, yeah, I've just been uh, hanging out with my kid. The last two weekends, we took it incredibly easy. Um, We kind of made plans to go camping one weekend, Mm -hmm. and that got canceled. Um, And then we didn't really make plans and just hung out with cousins like all day. Nice. That's cool. Two nice, relaxing, not doing anything weekends was pretty much all I was up to. I love it. Well, gentlemen, shall we get on with it? <laughs> oh, was this yeah. not the end of the show? <laughs> that's oh. the that's the end. Actually. Oh no, we got to get to the second part of the social hour. Oh, what's oh? 
Yes. Uh, so I've written here. You guys put it where, on the dock. We got to talk about it. Oh. Where is Trevor? The great, great mystery of our times. But uh, you actually answered that. Like immediately. Yeah. Before we, yeah. <laughs> we set so, the time to start recording at like between 630 and 7. And well, then, I mean, like roughly. And then Matt sent out the invite to like get on the Zencaster. And then as soon as Matt sent out the invite. I was like, oh, wait, I've got to eat and drink something before I commit myself to sit down for an hour and a half because I'm starving. And here we are. So it took so like 20 minutes for me to get down here. Question answered. So I guess yeah. now we can talk about the secondary topic of this podcast, Real Salt Lake. Should we get to, we have a couple of news items that one that is not directly Real Salt Lake. Sweet. And then what one that, that says other stuff, question mark. <laughs> And then one that is directly related to Ray also. Yeah. Like. So I noticed that we, Matt, both of us were like uh, driving back or near Las Vegas during the time <laughs> in which the Gold Cup was happening and neither of us yeah. really like thought about going to it. Yeah, I should have because I drove by at about 5 p.m. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the game started at what, 7 p.m.? Um, uh, six, yeah, oh, seven I think it was like one of those like time. six thirty kickoff times. Dude, sure. I'm so can we, really I'm was, like, so annoyed of that. I'm so annoyed of the of the lying about when kickoff is. You got like, sometimes commercials, right? Sometimes, like no, it's just kickoff like they, will say like on Fot Mob, it'll like it'll it's the national uh, it's the like nationally publicized like time the game starts or whatever. But sometimes that includes like thirty minutes of pregame, and like yeah, that's just, really annoying. The pregame show is thirty minutes, and then they get into like the actual like mm-hmm. okay, we're about to play soccer, and so they announce they say kickoff is six thirty, but really it's like seven ten. Yeah, that was and that I, game. I do not care about like like there's almost no pregame show that i've ever watched and been like oh that was good i'm glad i watched it no but i absolutely hate fox's pregame shows yep i can't stand alexi lawless it's not even alexi lawless it's like it's legitimately they have zero good people they haven't for years there's nobody on there that like i listen to like do you not Enjoy. like Maurice Do I think he's all right. <laughs> he's he's Honestly, okay. He's okay. The best Tim parts, Howard is bad. Who else is on there? Tim, Tim Howard's Howard's really bad. bad. Uh, Alexi Lawless is bad. Who's the main guy? Um, it's not guy Rob that, Stone anymore, is it? Or is it no, still Rob no, Stone? Rob Stone is the one. Wait, who who does the commentary? Isn't that Rob Stone? No, John Strong does the like. Oh, oh it is. is it like is Rob Stone. It is Rob Stone. Um, Rob Stone is annoying. I don't like him. Yeah, no. He, is he is he the one that said Everton Louise should be like kicked yep. out of the league or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> he um, said he would be happy if Everton Louise never played in MLS ever again. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like him. Um I think I think uh John Strong and Stu Holden are the best parts of Fox and I like John yeah. Strong a lot. Yeah, like the, the game in game presentation, like the commentators and all that. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. I really like yeah. Fox for that, but as soon as a halftime show comes on, I mute it and walk away. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. never tune into the pregame. But good game though. Did Matt? I'm assuming you did not watch it then. I did actually. So I was at my oh. parents' house. I watched with oh, that's right, Ma and Pa Montgomery, <laughs> which I'm going to start calling him that. My <laughs> dad does listen name. to the podcast occasionally. I've, I found nice. out this is the great revelation of the trip. That is a good, good and great revelation. Um, Trevor, did you watch the game as well? I'm assuming you did. I watched. Let's see. I watched the game until. 
there's a period I had to go in the middle of that game to take my kid back home. And I think it was at like the 70th minute until like 10 minutes into extra time, something like that. Got it. So yeah, that was a great game. Real, real good game. Yeah. The United States did win the gold cup, but, um, like again, this was, uh, the United States like B slash C team here. And in fact, like when the gold cup before it started, I guess Mexico complained to CONCACAF that we weren't uh, sending our best, so to speak. Um, (laughs) And, uh, and we didn't like, just because, I mean, like Mexico had some dudes that, you know, play for good teams in Europe on this team. They, they were without um, a few guys, but like it was generally their first team um, and they controlled large chunks of that game. But I was very pleasantly surprised with like how good our young dudes did. Um, and like Kellen Acosta in particular was like playing like he was Conte. Like it was nuts. I was I was so blown away by how good he was in that game. Miles Robinson um, of Atlanta United, great center back. I thought he was doing incredibly well before he inevitably scored the game winner in the 117th minute. Um, even if we had lost that game, I was like pretty. I was very happy with how the how the boys played. Um, yeah, it was just a crazy game. Like a lot, both teams blew some really easy chances in front of goal. Um, but yeah, it took a header from a Kellen Acosta free kick, or as the Sacramento <laughs> yeah, um, local news report would say, <laughs> he was kicking it in from out of bounds, and so Miles Robinson could win the U.S. World Soccer Cup or whatever he said. The World Soccer Cup. World Cup. The Soccer yeah. World Cup. Soccer World Cup. So awesome. But yeah, that game was. I, and as Kyle was saying, it was a great game. I loved it. I uh, loved to see us win. It was weird watching Lexi Lawless cry at the end of the game. Uh, I don't know about that. That made me feel kind of strange. I have um, to take your word for it because, like I said, as soon as the game was over, I turned it off. Dude, he straight up was like, <laughs> I understand he was like bawling. It wasn't like a little sniffle thing. It was like he couldn't speak he because he was crying. Super emotional. It was kind of weird, yeah. um, especially because like he's such a jerk. Like most of the time about our team, just like I don't know. He's not. He's not a very. I don't. I don't know how to describe him because he's he's not like necessarily pessimistic. He's just. He just gets like shock jockey, I guess. I don't really understand his whole thing. He's a little bit, yeah, like a little bit shock jock radio guy. A little bit. A little bit of a. But no, I, think, I think it's just, I think he just straight up, yeah, like he's a very, he's a obviously, very merchant. passionate about the US team. Yeah. For better or for worse. Like, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. It, I mean, it was cool. It was, it was a really. I, I can see why people would be emotional. I just seeing him in particular, like I'm all for I'm all for men crying in public. Oh, besides yeah. Alexi Lawless, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> just just not him. Yeah, it's hard. There's there's rarely anything that feels like truly genuine about Alexi Lawless, right? So either we yeah. witness something truly genuine, or we didn't, and. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little cynical. Yeah, that that's way. why it's weird. Is because I'm used to him just being like so devil's advocate e that it's like so tiresome. So I'm not used to like a genuine moment. If that's what that was, I'm just like, oh, 
Yeah, they did. They did really play up uh, the the uh, U.S. pro U.S. agenda, like all broadcast. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and I guess that's your role. But at the same time, like there are plenty of people who are not watching for the U.S. and I don't know. That's definitely one of the things that like I get, but also I don't like at the same time because it is obviously like they have the. And I know this isn't the right way to think about it, but I feel like it's the way that it's thought about is like they have the Spanish broadcast mm-hmm. and then they have the English broadcast. And I feel like the English broadcast is obviously for Americans and the Spanish broadcast is obviously for Mexicans. Well, and like I said, like that's yeah. not like a good way to look at it, but I feel no. like that's the way they do. And so they feel like it's a home broadcast. So they have to cheer for the good guys and. But yeah, there's, no, it, it rubs me the wrong way too. I don't really like it. Yeah, but what's interesting though is that like, uh, like uh, Univision, like their normal broadcast. Like I don't know if you saw, um, or like the video of them commentating like on the goal. Yeah. That there's like that one dude in particular for Univision that like is really good no matter who scores, and so yeah. like he might not be Mexican, but obviously that that is the Spanish broadcast. And then I did see in that same thread on Twitter, a video of the, like a Mexican specific broadcast. Um, that that's probably just like a Mexican TV station, like a, a national Mexican TV station, like maybe one that's, that's, uh, from Mexico, but like is a nationally broadcast station. But, um, they did not seem very stoked <laughs> when the U S scored, <laughs> but I, I mean, it isn't, it is, I like, I like the Univision broadcast because they are incredibly neutral no matter what it seems like they get so hyped, like for any big goal. Um, and that same, like that same dynamic with, uh, with that station existed for the nation's cup as well with like that, like their commentating was so good for it. So yeah, it, it is weird that it's like just kind of like a, foregone conclusion that the fox broadcast is just like might as well they might as well be flying the f-16s themselves across the across the commentator board or whatever it's just yeah it is a little weird (laughs) and that's the thing i think it was um it's got to be espn that when they do it they tend to have like um People from both sides, like represented. You know what I mean? Yeah. Last time they did that, Aguchi Onyewu threatened to choke out the the girl who was there representing Mexico. So, like, yeah, that was um, bad. That did not work out very well. (laughs) Yeah, and the fact that well, but the fact that he even like thought that was an okay thing to say at that moment is like enough evidence that like that broadcast was like he thought was very supposed to be like Americanized, you know, and obviously it it was, but like, it's just, it's funny. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't funny that he did that. It's just funny. The entire whole, the whole thing is that it's just, you know, an assumption, I guess. They've definitely in the past ESPN has tried to like both sides it a lot more than Fox. I mean, like I said, Fox has like four guys that are former U S yeah nationals that are like and they don't have anybody from the mexican side like represented even a little bit so you don't get even a little bit of their perspective and who do you think they would bring um i know it would be great to have some of them on there um it'd be funny to have like rafa marquez on there because i'm pretty (laughs) sure like some of these guys like hate each other or you could get landon donovan on there who said his Mexico is a second nation or whatever. Well, they had, they've had, uh, Marcelo Balboa. He does the oh, Colorado right. stuff. Yeah. I he like him. Does mostly Colorado stuff, but every now and then he'll be on Univision and, uh, 
Um, they'll bring him on, and he's dual national, is he? I don't know if he actually um, is, but I think I think he like grew up with Mexican parents or something like that. But yeah, anyway, yeah. So he he tries to play both sides. He does a lot yeah. too. So really appreciate a strange him. commentator. Oh, he's Argentine. He's not even oh, Mexican. Trevor. Mm, that's really bad, isn't it? Hang on. What's interesting? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Balboa, Argentine, not Mexican. But anyway. Played for the U.S., but he provides a good perspective that's not just like straight up like go go yeah. go USA. That's what I yeah. like about him. Absolutely, yeah. more Thanks of that. For bearing with the technical difficulties, guys. Yes, I'm glad we're all back together. Matt Thank just goodness. tossed his computer out the window to fix the problem. So and it worked. Fine. Don't tell my boss. Oh wait, he listens I can't. to this I don't podcast. Know him. Oh shoot, that's right. Yeah. Well, I didn't find out. Throw it, don't worry. Um. So yeah, good World Cup, good World Cup game that we definitely played and won. Um, that was great. Uh, yeah, love to see it. No RSL guys involved in this uh, Gold Cup, but you know, is what it is. I don't. I honestly, I, I mean, at one point we thought like maybe we would be missing a lot of guys this summer for gold cup um the only person we're missing right now is douglas martinez who's at the olympics with honduras um, oh yeah i kind like, of forgot given how little we've played him all year i mean aaron herrera is like kind not well, he's not like super far but he's he's like decently far down the depth chart at right back for the men's national team justin glad isn't really in the picture at all um yeah i don't know it's, it's interesting and you know who won't be representing the U.S. in the Gold Cup at all moving forward, at least as far as things stand right now? It's David Ochoa, who has picked Mexico. Okay, so has he picked Mexico, or are we just trusting people who say that he has picked Mexico? Because last that, I saw, and this one. is this is Instagram stuff. No, he, this this isn't Instagram. This is there's news since then. Okay, but last I saw when the news came out like yesterday or whatever, most of that was based off of Instagram stuff where he was getting, I was going to say he was getting mad. He was calling out people um, who yeah, were like no. racially abusing him yeah. for being people Mexican. Were, yep. People were get, sending him really awful comments just for and, simply and the being last thing he said was, I still haven't ch- chosen between Mexico and the U.S., yeah, and then there was a report that he's going to be switching his um, what's the thing? His FIFA whatever paperwork has to be switched. Yeah, so Doug McIntyre reported that he was requesting a change of association to Mexico. That's what it is. Multiple sources were telling uh, Fox Sports. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty clear. I think. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Hey. I mean, I don't know why you would do that if you weren't, but, you know. Mystery of our day. Honestly, it's okay. So uh, a big piece of that Gold Cup game was that Matt Turner was um, the goalkeeper for the men's national team in that game who plays for, uh, he plays for the Revs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Revolution. Revolution. Yeah. He was like amazing. Um, and he was a goalkeeper for the whole Gold Cup. And yeah, he, only he played every one minute. goal in well, three games, four he games. He allowed one goal the entire tournament, and it was to Martinique on a penalty kick. So yeah. um, he made a ton of really good saves in the final throughout the tournament. He won the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper of the tournament award. 
Um, I think it's pretty clear that Ochoa doesn't really have a clear path to uh, first team like he would with Mexico. I know that they uh, are a lot shallower at goalkeeper. So if he wants to be playing first team national uh, national team football, then he made the right choice. So, yeah, it's kind of the only clear option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good for him. I have seen yes. um, quite a bit. So I made the mistake of looking at Twitter and Instagram and all that. And there were a lot of comments. And it's very strange to me that people felt so strongly about David Ochoa playing for the U.S. I know. That is odd. I, like, it makes sense. They want players to play for the u.s they want them to choose the u.s but at the same time like this is international soccer and this is the way international soccer has been for the last 10 years most players are eligible for more than one country and most of them choose a country and oftentimes it's not the u.s even if they're eligible like it yeah it's fine it is fine and but there's there's so much that goes into that decision like as a player that we as like fans and non-players and non-athletes just and and not that person can't understand or like you know what i mean like yeah i don't know what kind of household ochoa grew up in i don't know what his parents taught him or what kind of culture he lived under but like that plays a huge part in it i'm sure i'm sure it's not entirely well now i'm a professional athlete which play which country is going to give me the best chance to succeed in my career. I'm sure there's a lot more stuff that goes on in the background for it. And that's stuff that I don't feel comfortable like second guessing anybody on. You know what I mean? Right. Like people are just going to choose what they want to choose. It's, but it is interesting that like people are so passionate, especially, you know, people were really harsh on him for the mistake he made in the Olympic qualifying. Um, I mean, and he's obviously a really good keeper, but he's like so young and the United States has such depth at goalkeeper. It does seem weird for people to go out of their way to be like really upset about it. <laughs> like yeah. I, this, I mean, especially because the United States has always been really good at like producing goalkeepers and have a lot of good ones right now. So it's like, I don't know. I, I can see being like upset about missing out on some players, but enough to like go comment on their Instagram or whatever. It's just, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised at like what people do online at this point. But uh, yeah, I guess not. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. after the day you had. That is, that is right. I had a really weird, anyway, well, that's for another episode. It's kind of my fault. Yeah, Should it I- is. I'm glad. For yeah, it. I actually finally muted that. Like, it, I way too long after I, uh, I should have. But anyway, that whole thing got me nervous because I have a cousins who married a guy that with goes that, name. That, that is that same name, and so I was like, "Oh no, please, don't be." And it's not. So, <laughs> oh, that's thankfully, yeah. but that scared me of, for a second. <laughs> a lot of people were like, really. I mean, it's it's. I think it's a pretty harmless worldview, but like, I I thought it was really interesting that he believed all the things that he was saying. But yeah, it's, um, it's a weird look into a different perspective, at least. Yeah, Trey. Get, I, yeah, Trey DM'd me and asked me why God doesn't love RSL. <laughs> Wait, Trey also DM'd me that as well. Oh, Trey, <laughs> what are you doing, dude? You could just send it all in a group chat. I don't know if oh, you yeah. listen to this, Trey, but that's really funny. I hope wow. he does. To provide because some context, we're, podcast, so. 
There's this guy online that was essentially <laughs> we're, saying we're talking about, about a guy who said that the Jazz are going to win the championship because God divined it. He he said he said the or win is divining it. He said the win we'll on it. God's time essentially. Like, yeah. He genuinely believes that like when God feels it's time for the Jazz to win the championship, they will. And he had and a lot of other connections, like essentially he saying. He kind of extrapolated from that a yeah. lot of really kind of some problematic things, but some just like whatever, dude, things. Yeah, like not very <laughs> problematic, like, you know, thinking like that essentially God helped Elijah Bryant get signed by the bucks simply like this has been a common viewpoint by people who i don't know how common but i've heard this before like around like byu football and byu basketball who essentially think that like you know these are god's teams (laughs) and like elijah bryant graduated from byu um went undrafted uh had been playing in in israel and then got signed by the bucks where he played uh about as many minutes as I played for the Bucks this year, and they won a championship. And apparently, this is evidence of the thesis, which is just, I that's a really, I don't know how you be a consumer of sports with that on your. I don't know if that's if that helps him find like a level of zen that like I'll never be able to find or what. But like he also in that thread like said some really weird stuff about like Donovan Mitchell and like yeah. Um, the stuff about 9-11 in the Olympics was just incredible. Uh, Go check out the thread. Kyle uh, Kyle so yeah. kindly posted it on Twitter. So, Yeah, I did. It it's was, worth a look. Yeah, Matt pointed that out to me when before like anyone had seen it. And I was like, oh, this would be this is pretty interesting. And then uh, it turned into like a whole thing. But anyway. Yeah, it's all because I've got that uh, Ryan Smith <laughs> tweet deck columns. <laughs> I knew it was that. By Ray Salt Lake. That's kind of oh the dream. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I did. I was <laughs> wondering how you found that, but that makes sense. The guy also yeah. said that like part of God's plan was for Ryan Smith to be by Real Salt Lake, or excuse me, to buy the Jazz, and I guess ostensibly not Real Salt Lake. But well, maybe, maybe we'll see. I hope on, I'll ask his time. Yeah, that was that was something. All right, should we talk about games that have happened? Yeah, let's do, do a little speed round of games that have happened. Yeah, what was that All first right. game? Let's go from worst to middle to best to middle, because <laughs> that's what really happened in. <laughs> so the no, first okay. game, I'm going to go ahead and say that's not the order that happened, and Houston is the worst. Yo, Houston is not the worst for me. Oh. Houston is the worst place. Uh, but we, <laughs> it was the worst so, game. So the first game that we did not talk about already, I guess, is mm-hmm. one way to put that. Uh, it was a 2-2 draw against LA Galaxy at Rio Uh-oh. Tinto Stadium. Yep. And uh, a, a game in which we led 2-0 and just collapsed. So and in, I'm uh, still mad about it. Yeah, I'm still really upset about that one, too. And Albert Rusnak scored from the run of play. And who scored our other goal? Michael Chang. Michael Chang, that's right. From pretty uh, much, if I remember right, it's pretty much the exact same goal that Albert scored. I thought... Michael Chang scores from outside the box on that one. Yeah, it was outside maybe. the box. It was a Demir Krylov yeah. goal, like yeah. that low driven. It was a very Demir goal. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, I'm thinking it was the, somebody drove six. to the end line and crossed it back across traffic, and Chang got on the end of it. Yeah, Albert had a nice goal. Exa- the same thing that happened, to Albert. 
Yeah, Albert had a nice goal, and then we gave up. Uh, we at halftime it was two one, right? Yep. Yeah. So then I I watched, but I kind of got a blind rage at the end of that game, so I can't really remember what happened. But it's not worth remembering. Nothing okay. good, right? Like we just looked hopeless and listless and unable Trevor, to create. Ugh. Yeah, Trevor, I feel like you have strong opinions about this game, or maybe not. Um, not really. It just seemed like my, my one takeaway from the game was that it seemed like, and we've kind of seen this before. We it, we weren't like prepared to play the LA Galaxy. We were just prepared to play like a game of soccer against yeah. an opponent because this was a game where they they were missing several people. Um, yeah, no Chicharito. Chich- Chicharito was out. A few other starters were out, and looking at the roster. Somebody who has followed MLS will know who Victor Vasquez is and will know that he's probably one of the best players on the team for the Galaxy. And we just didn't seem to care when he had the ball or was on the ball. Nobody was really closing him down. Nobody was really trying to stop him from doing anything. He scored the first goal. I think he was, if he didn't assist the second one, he was involved in the second one. Um, He hit the crossbar or the post. Yeah, he just had several chances that were like, we need to defend this guy. Let's defend the guy. Yeah, it and didn't feel like just, we had a scouting report on him, him at all. I mean, you should. The guy's been in the league for like six years and has been consistently very good. Like, we yeah, did that was Bobby. my one takeaway from the game was we weren't prepared to play that team at all. So, so yeah. we did see Bobby Wood. And I think the minute is or the lateness of the hour was one of the things that really concerned me. Um, we brought him on for Ruby Rubin. The game was 2-2, 88th minute. Um, I think this was the one where he had, I mean, it makes sense because we had like, I think he was on the field for maybe 10 minutes because we had a lot of stoppage time in this one. Yeah. But I don't think he had a single touch. <laughs> Let's find out. I'm, I'm going to the, going to the stats. Again, we're going by memory here, but I seem to recall that he had like less than two touches. He had zero. Okay. Zero recorded touches. Yeah. And, and, oh boy. Yeah. No, it was a, it was a real failure on our part. And, and honestly, like, I'm, I'm shocked we didn't lose that game. It really seemed like we were going to, um, toward the end of that thing. Yeah. So that that's was that uh, was not good. Should we dwell on it some more, or should we move on to the good game? Um, the only thing I should I feel like we need to point out is that uh, Freddie followed the substitution pattern that he loves to do, where he clearly sets the team up to have like two defensive midfielders, and at some point he gets desperate and he subs one of them off, and then that like makes the midfield collapse. As he subs that person off, he subs on like a winger or an attacking forward player, which means we basically have four or five guys that are all pushing the center back line and one midfielder and four defenders. Yeah. And like it was somewhere around. I don't remember if it was this game or the next game, but he he follows this pattern. But the last couple of games, they've changed it a little bit from instead of just like bombing long balls over the midfield or like diagonal balls, they try to like take it down the wing. They take the the outside back and they try to play yeah. with two or three guys to bring it down the wing to then get it up in the f- in the front, and that seemed to work like better. But it's not good; it hasn't like produced anything yet. I don't think. 
So it's, yeah. it's it's better, but it's not great. Yeah. So this this brings me to a hypothesis I've had about the way we are intended to play under Freddy Juarez. And it's it's that he he seems to and correct me if you think I'm wrong on this, and I know you will, Trevor. Uh not afraid of it. That's why you're on the podcast. <laughs> that's why you're a great podcast co-host. How's that? Thank you. That's good and true. And what's so, your uh, what's your oh, yeah, hypothesis? We got to take part. I guess I have to talk talk about it. Um, is that the intention is to create goals naturally, um, and not to design play around creating goals. So it's it's you know structured in the defensive half. Whether structured well or not is up to, up for debate. Somewhat structured in the in the midfield, and then we put our creative players in attacking positions and let them go. And it's certainly like a strategy you can take, right? And it's not an uncommon one. Um, but with this roster, I'm wondering if that's maybe... I mean, it's it's a recipe for, like, mixed success, right? We see in the next game that it worked pretty well. Now we had some, some favorable conditions that helped there um, that put Colorado in a bad position. We'll get to that. Um, but in this game, we saw it working well and then it dropped off. And we didn't see like a, anything meaningful that looked like it was designed to deal with that situation. That's my hypothesis, is that we just say go. And uh, that works sometimes, but not all the time. Yeah. I think I agree with what you're saying. Is Yeah, so it's, it's kind of, it's not predictable in the sense that like you can predict what the players are doing, but you can predict what Freddie's going to do. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, it's so, so there's that it's, it's also like the, the attacking intent in the game is uh, let creative players create. Yeah. And don't give them too much instruction. And uh, <laughs> some of those players that works well for, right? Like when Albert Rusnak is informed, that's, that's good. He will create, good things which it's nice to be able to say that again ruby yeah. will create um michael chang like i i think he's played well and i'm i think he's a, a capable backup on this team but i think he needs more instruction than that okay yeah you might be right but michael chang is I haven't looked at the numbers lately, so you'll tell me if this is wrong, but I think he's still one of the top like chance creators on the team, like per minute. Yeah. Now that'll be uh, swayed slightly by his uh, lower minute count, but yeah, uh, let's, well, that's what uh, I'm saying. Like as an average, check. like per minute or per 90 or whatever, yeah. I think he's creating more chances at the very least. The yeah. offense seems more fluid and flowing and, producing things when he is on the field versus when he is off lately lately yeah and i I think like starting him is smart um yeah but when you are put in situations where the team is struggling uh, i think you need more structure than we're seeing that's probably fair i don't know what do you guys think go trevor (laughs) i was waiting for you to go no I, i i don't the thing that I have a hard time picking out is when it's obvious that a player has like a specific instruction, if that makes sense. Like I can watch a game and I can watch players and I can tell you if they're doing good or if they're doing bad, but I, I can tell you what they're successful at and what they're not successful at. But like 
if Freddy is giving Albert specific instruction to do one thing, I'm not really good at picking that out. So I, I don't know what instruction Chang has or doesn't have to say whether the instruction is good or if he needs more, if he needs less or, or whatever. So I don't know that I can really comment on that. But like I said, what I can tell you is the team tends to play better when Chang is on the field until the team is playing bad. If that makes sense. Like if the team is struggling, if the team is behind, Chang is not the guy that's going to like turn the team around. He's not going to be the guy that's like going to create something out of nothing. Yeah. But if the team is clicking, it's clicking and Chang is a big part of that clicking. Yeah. So looking yeah. at the numbers, uh, he's, he does lead the team and key passes per 90 minutes. Um, so just kind of to take away that uh, fewer minutes per game factor. He's at 2.7 key passes per minute. Most of them are short, 2.3. Um, you know who is sitting right below him? Actually, Justin tied, Miram? T- no, tied with uh, Albert Rusnak at two in 44 total minutes. It's Joni Menendez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Only Did he play in the Galaxy minutes. game? Um, no. Or was it the Colorado no. game? He was on the bench but did not play. He played in the Colorado game, right? Yes, he played. He play, and he played a lot. He played a total minutes. of, oh, let's do some math. 18. Oh, oh, wow. He did play a little bit more than I thought. He came on in the 72nd minute. Yeah. 18 plus stoppage, right? I was going to make a joke and be like, he played a grand total of seven minutes, but he actually came on earlier than I thought. But no, he was, uh, oh, we're going to get ahead of ourselves. I was going to start saying that he was incredible in that game, but we're still on LA, I think. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Sounds let's good. Let's Colorado. Um, so I watched this game from my uncle's place in Long Beach. Kyle, did you watch this one from a from the beach? Because that would be pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, I watched this one from uh, the living room at a family friend's house on my oh, phone. Fun. So I did watch this one. I we were I think it was also while we were watching the Olympics. So I had a couple uh, things going. Nice. Yeah, this was. Uh, I liked this one a bit. Yeah, and this is the one I did not go back and rewatch. I did. I rewatched the uh, Houston Dynamo game, which I don't know why I watched the boring one instead of the good one. But whatever. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I don't know why you would rewatch that Houston game. It was the more recent one. That's really the reason. <laughs> it, was, it was not a good one. <laughs> so uh, anyway, the, back the to most Colorado. thing that happened um, is that Kyle's favorite player did start this game, and I yeah. think he played pretty well. And that's Ashton Morgan. In at left back for Donnie Torre. <laughs> and it almost looks a little bit like, well, I don't know that he's supplanted Toya for a starting spot at this point, uh, but it's certainly a competition, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, he started the last two games. So that's, that says something. I would imagine Toya starts this week, but whatever. Um, 14th minute sees a goal from dun, 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 dun. William Yarbrough. Colorado Rapids goalkeeper. <laughs> that was a horrific own goal. Like that's like really that's a that's a that's a goalkeeper nightmare own goal. He essentially you're just putting uh very like the lightest pressure you could ever put on a defense and a keeper at, at best. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Wood was just watching them do this, and uh, defender passed back to the keeper. He did the thing where he 
like tries to take a touch, but is thinking about where he's going to play the ball next and then went off his foot directly into the goal. It and wasn't even like too hard to pass or anything. No, it wasn't like it ricocheted and like was impossible for him to get to the ball to like save it. He just like started jogging after it and tried to like pull it back. <laughs> but it had crossed the line. Like that's that was my big takeaway from it was like usually goalkeepers like when the ball's going close to the line, they're going all out to keep the ball and he just wasn't. Yeah. It seemed like he turned around and was like, oh crap, jog, jog, jog. Got there. Nope, not in time. But it was close enough, I thought, for like half a second that the ref might be like, We're not gonna call this one because we feel so bad for him. It was close enough to the line that oh, maybe we didn't get a good look at it. Thought that would have been fun. But no, they called it a goal and it was embarrassing. He got embarrassed. Got him. Right. I loved it. It was nice. Uh, loved that. And then I, 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 at what point did Ashton Morgan get a clearance off the line? Was it after this goal or was it later? I can't remember. Ooh, let's see. It was had nice, to though. be before the 72nd minute. <laughs> that is true. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, so at some point Bobby Wood scores our next goal. He had been um he had been making some nice runs uh behind or like quickly through and behind the defense, um, trying to power through a bit, had some trouble before, got through on one and on a counterattack and buried his chance. It was great. Um and then I can't remember what happened the rest of the game, but then we scored again and it was good. Wait, who scored Where? our third goal? I can't Where? remember. It was, it was, nope. Oh, it was Rubio Rubio Rubin, wasn't Rubin. it? I read there that backward. <laughs> yeah. So um the aiming I, I, I was talking about like that that one time on, on Twitter, I was mentioning how Rubio Rubin hadn't scored in like eight games or whatever. Um and I guess partially that was a, a criticism of Rubio Rubin, but I think it's more that like we just haven't been playing to you know one of our most dangerous players strengths and we need to get him more involved and more in in, into dangerous positions to score that that was a really good um that was a fantastic goal from him he like had an amazing first touch to get himself behind the defense and then buried it it was great and uh, i think that was a good example of why we need to be getting him the ball more in those areas um, as much as we can because he has the quality to be able to on a dime one touch himself into a dangerous spot where he can shoot and like we do not see that same talent from anyone else on this route like when Demir finds himself in that position it's it's less decisive Um, when Albert's in that position it's less decisive and it usually ends with his shot getting blocked we haven't seen Bobby being that position many times, but when Ruby Rubin is in that position, he is so good at quickly getting himself into like one touch shot. And that's why we need to be getting him. Like if, if he's not involved in the play, if he hasn't, isn't scoring, I think that says more about what our team is doing because he clearly has proven that he has the quality in front of goal to be able to, to score these chances more than we have had in a striker in a really long time. So Anyway. Agreed. Yeah, that's been my big takeaway from Rubin the last couple of times we've seen him is that he, yeah, just like you said, he obviously has a skill in and around the box that we haven't seen. And if he's not scoring goals, then it, I, 
yeah, again, you're exactly right. I think it's an indictment on what the team is doing rather than what he is doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was Colorado. That was great. They were pretty bummed <laughs> to lose to us. I know their fans were. It's <laughs> um, always nice. Yeah, they were, again, missing Kellen Acosta for the Gold Cup, and he was doing good stuff for the Nats. But, and Sam um, Vines. And, and Sam Vines. A oh, very, who very my good dad defender. thinks looks like Colonel Sanders, like a young Colonel Sanders. He does. He's got some... He's got some KFC facial hair going on. That's for sure. It was that. That was the best part about watching the the uh, Gold Cup with my dad. Every time yeah. Sam Vines was on the screen, like <laughs> right on it. <laughs> I love it. All right, so, should we get to the bad one? Let's get to the bad one. All right, Trevor, you hated this game. Apparently, you thought it was I... worse than the LA Galaxy game. Tell us. It was just so like (laughs) it was just boring. There was like we created some chances, they created some chances. We probably should have scored, they probably should have scored, and just nobody scored. And they're it was bad. Um, Did we hit the post again? Did who hit the post? Yeah, Albert Albert hit the post. Like solidly. He was in on goal and yeah. I thought for sure he was going to score and he didn't. Um, yeah, no, to be honest, the only stuff that like I definitely remember from this game is Bobby Wood started again, went 74 minutes, played okay, not bad. Um, Johnny Menendez came in and continued to look pretty impressive. Um, I don't remember him getting on the ball as much as I would have liked, but he played for about 30 minutes and was pretty good through most of the 30 minutes. Um, Justin Glad got a dumb yellow card. It was not a yellow card in, by like most the, opinions. The first one? The first one was not, well, okay, we'll get there. But the first one was not a yellow card. It was called by the, a, by the fourth official and we never really got a clear answer as to what the foul was because it was off the ball. And the only thing that it sees is it looks like he kind of tugged on um, the attacker shirt. and Or was that the second one? That's the second one. Oh, what was the first one? The first one was, oh, the first one was they called it a like a, a tactical foul. Okay. Justin Glad fouled the guy. It was definitely a foul. Nobody's complaining about that. But they called it a tactical foul for like breaking up a counter. It wasn't a counter. We had five guys behind the ball. It was our furthest forward attacker. And he wasn't like running at people. He just had the ball and was possessing the ball, bringing it down the wing, kind of. And then Justin fouled him. So they gave me yellow for that. We have given up goals in those situations, so maybe it's fair. (laughs) Well, like you said, like it's it's fair to foul the guy there, but that's not like you're not breaking up a counter. That's it wasn't a counter attack. Is the argument. And then, yeah, the second one he tugged on Baird like a little bit, 10 yards off the ball. And they gave him a yellow, turned into a red. So, yeah, it was just two really dumb yellow cards. He got two yellow cards. There were no other yellow cards in the game except for Eric Holt, who got one for apparently. Oh, that was coming onto the field too early. When the fourth official told him to. But, yeah, like the fourth official is the one standing right there that's like, yeah, you can go on the field now. Go ahead. Man, and that was weird. Center ref gave me a yellow card for it. Apparently, awesome. the whole the whole like last 
15, 20 minutes of the game, the ref was doing fine. He was an inexperienced ref, but he was doing fine. The first yellow was like probably not a yellow, but whatever. Um, yeah, but the last 15, 20 minutes, there were just so many like bizarre calls and bizarre decisions and the second yellow and then giving Eric Colt a yellow were all like just not justifiable at all yeah. like, by the rules of the game. Just his 26th MLS game as the uh, center referee, it, it appears. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what they, they said that on the broadcast. It was his 26th, and I think they said that he'd been refing MLS for like two or three years now. Yeah, that sounds and right. And if you've been doing it for two or three years and you're only doing 26 games, like not a lot per year. Nah. No. Wow. But anyway. Oh, well. We didn't deserve to win that game, so it's almost a foot doubt. Except for yeah. the next game. Yeah, that's the problem, is that it affects the next game. Should we talk about the next game now? Uh, I guess. So, uh, do you remember the first game we talked about against LA Galaxy? I do. Well, hold hold on to your seatbelts, because we're facing the LA Galaxy again. Yay. Yay. So, we have two games in between, instead of just one game in between, as it was with LAFC. But, you know, these hyper-regionalized schedules do mean that you play local teams three times. And, well, L.A. is local enough, so we are playing them a third time, and this is our second. I could have worded that better, but I chose not to. (laughs) I thought it was elegant. Um, Yeah, so pretty pretty low expectations at this point. I, I think, I don't know, I don't see us winning. I don't see us getting points in this game, unfortunately. I, um, I think I said before this road game began, not road game, road trip, because we've got the three road games in a row. Houston, LA, Portland. Yeah. I think I said before these games that we have to get, I think I said it was five points from these games. So we have to win one in order for like the season to be still on a like possible playoff team trajectory. Yeah. I think if we get less than that, like, the playoffs are probably gone at that point. It's it's hard to say. We, we we would we need some way far more convincing home performances from here on out. Also, um, I think Houston was the most winnable game. I don't know if I see us getting points. We might be able to get a draw at Portland. I don't see us winning it. I don't see us getting points at LA for whatever reason. I don't know. <laughs> whatever reason, we're going to be without Glad. That's a big run. Okay, so that's a we're going to be that, without that's Ochoa. That's a big one. <laughs> yeah, that is a that is a good one. Um, and LA is so, really damn good, so that's another big one. Tony Dotkovic is officially off the injury list. Whether it was an accident or not, we don't know yet. So he's <laughs> put, ostensibly available for the game. Will he get the start over Eric Holt? No, absolutely not. Um, would, would would I like him to be if we're if we're going to lose this game, regardless? Get him out there, huh? Give him some, give him some reps, but um, it's probably not going to happen, unfortunately. But hey, um, yeah. Anyway, so can't wait for the Eric Holt Marcelo Silva pairing against the Galaxy. Oh, it's going to be. It's going to be fun. historically been um, pretty good for us, right? I, um. I it's hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is hard to say. Good, I think it's, good is a I think it's been term. very bad. Well, when you think about all the things that are bad in this world, 
could be, be considered good if you compare, you know, the situation of the You're like right. compared uh, to when you think about other a things that a natural soccer. disaster when you think about a huge hurricane that does a lot of damage maybe takes some life is is it is it better than that yes <laughs> i would i would say that it is so <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah i i think okay. all right i can see it this <laughs> is very misanthropic of you I'm just looking at the games he's played this year. His starts. His last um, time was good. His start. Wait, are we talking about Eric Holt now? Yeah. Yeah, Eric Holt. I think Eric Holt is. This is my take on Eric Holt. You ready? Eric Holt is about as good as whoever you put him next to, I think. Because oh. it seems like when he plays with Justin, we're mostly fine. And when he plays with Marcelo, we're not. <laughs> Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he doesn't make Marcelo better and Marcelo does not make him better. And yeah. with with both of those players, if there's not somebody there, Justin Glad, to like make them better, then they're kind of bad. Mm-hmm. We should do uh Tony Dadkovich and Eric Holt together. That'd be a lot of muscle, at least. That sounds fun. <laughs> Big beefy boys. The three B's. <laughs> yeah, the, the triple B line. Oh yeah, there you go. I like it. Oh man, oh. that's good. As you can all tell, we are. Uh, I say you all. We know there's only one listener to this podcast. That's As right. You individually can tell. Uh, we're not excited for this game, are we? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I would say that I am. I mean, I'm excited in. That I get to watch RSL play. Yeah, yeah. Soccer's fun. Really low expectations. Not at all expecting anything fun or good or miraculous or (laughs) or good. Yeah, I don't worthy of review. I'm like debating on whether or not if so. I've been dealing with what I can only assume is food poisoning, which luckily hit me after I got home from the trip. But um, if I'm feeling well enough, I have the in the opportunity to go play indoor soccer at like 9 p.m. I might do that instead of watching this game because I'm not sure if I want to suffer through this because it's I'm very not optimistic about this one at well, all. I, I hope you recover from your food poisoning <laughs> so I can go play indoor and that we <laughs> if, win like five zero. If that would be great. I, I, I but I mean, this is my life. So I'm assuming I'm going to keep feeling sick tomorrow i'm going to stay home i'm going to watch the this game in its entirety we will be losing four zero and three of our goals will be own goals uh zach mcmath uh eric holt and surprisingly bobby wood will be scoring an own goal in this match uh off a corner so oh that all right that's i mean that's not so bad it would be bad if it were from the run of play no yeah it's it's just from a corner I kind of want to see that now. So three own goals. Uh, maybe Chichir- Wait, is Chicharito going to play? Is he injured or what's going on? I think he's still injured. Oh, that's mm. good for us, I guess. Bot Mob has him on the injured list, but mm. I haven't actually checked. All right, give me one second. I will pull up the MLS game guide and give a definitive answer. And by definitive, uh, I mean whatever of- the document says. Mm-hmm. One day ago, the headlines re- read... Chicharito Hernandez suffers a setback on the road to recovery. 
Oh, safe to say he's not going to be playing, man. Chicharito Hernandez breaks down in tears during training session. Aw, that sucks. That was from one day ago, so I don't think he's going to play tomorrow. Well, he's listed as questionable. As is, oh, this is good, Victor Vasquez. Mm. That's beneficial for us as well. Wait, I looked at their roster. I don't think we're going to win. I, I don't even have to look at their roster. I just have to look at ours. Oh, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> so you guys want to hear something funny? I'm digging sure. through Fop Mob stats. So the team, they do like the average Fop Mob rating for the player, right? Yeah, yeah. The highest average rating on the team, kind of predictable, is Demir Krylock, 7.5. Second is Albert Rusnak with 7.3. Third also has 7.3. And I want you guys to guess who it is. Aaron Herrera. Nope. Ah. Uh, oh, uh, um, Zach McMahon. He is, uh, Aaron Herrera is fourth with 7.2. He's got a lot of us. Oh, did you guys see that Brooks Lennon Zach got McMahon. yet another assist? Um, it is Nick Beasler. Nope. Uh, he is seventh. Uh, Ashton Morgan. Nope. <sighs> no. Um, I don't know. Who's You're going to get like one more guess and then unless okay, you give up okay, already. Okay. Uh, uh, attacker? Is it an attacker? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> then. Not Eric Holt. Wait. It is not Eric Holt. <laughs> okay, it is not a is clearly that? defensive or clearly offensive player. Paula Ruiz. No. Not Nick Beasley. Pablo Reese is fifth behind Aaron Herrera. Uh, I don't know. Everything else we got. Andrew Brody. Oh. oh. <laughs> he hasn't yeah. played in a while. Yeah, he's got a broken toe. And I know. I keep pro- forgetting about him. I mean, he's realistically out for how long do you think? I think, I think we season? guessed it was two to three months. <laughs> but if he's just out the rest of the season, that'd be, like he, <laughs> that'd be awful. He could be. He honestly yeah. could be. <laughs> I don't think yeah, anybody's given a timeline on it, but I think we looked it up and like last person that had a broken toe was like two or three months, I think. Yeah. So yeah. Like I have that. a faint memory of that happening. I don't know if that's real life. It sounds real. Oh, well. That's too bad. Shame that our toes are so fragile. Considering we use them every day. I know. Or some of us. No judgment. Most of us. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well. We're going to talk about Portland or we're going to leave that? We're going to record a Soapbox Breakfast episode for Portland. It sounds like... Oh, yeah, that's right. We play Portland on Saturday, and we'll be talking more about that on the game day. Yay. We did it. I hope we're all excited because we won. Because um, I know we should be excited about a Colorado win. Mm -hmm. Um, That own goal uh, twisted the game in knots for me. And I can't really make heads or tails of it as a result. Um. I don't know why I just combined a metaphor or like a coin metaphor and a rope that was metaphor. Nice. But you know, those like are two it. objects that it you worked. might find. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to be excited. I like I really do. But I'm struggling. Me too. Well, can't help you there. Good luck. <laughs> Is there an optimistic <laughs> RSL podcast out there? I don't know. I don't think so. But we can string RSL? together some like seriously solid home performances before I can be optimistic. Before I can read into that Colorado win, 
Like we, we need, need to stream together like any kind of good performances. I know. We need we need to win back to back games, which I st- still I think we, we mentioned that one time has only happened like twice or three times under Freddy. Um which is not good. That that's why it's so hard to take anything from any of our games is that we seemingly will have a really good game and then be really bad the next game for like no explainable reason. So yeah. Uh, so I never feel like I learn a ton, and I'm glad I don't. Yeah, uh, I'm glad I am not on the hook for uh, doing PR for RSL because I don't know how I wouldn't go nuts. Yeah, I can just be like, I don't know what to think about this team. <laughs> you know what's really weird about this team is like, so I, I built the form guide, uh, which you can find on my Twitter, so that I can you can see these things visually because MLS used to provide it. They stopped, whatever. Um, almost every team has like a run of this of like the same result, you know, two or three. Uh, we have two wins. We have three consecutive draws at the beginning of the season but since then from that like game seven on it's been like we won and then we lost and then we draw drew yeah. and then we lost and then we won and then we lost and then we drew and then we won and then we drew and this hmm. sort of thing like it's it's so hard to get excited when there's like that little momentum yeah i don't know yeah like what would it be like to be like a seattle and win like eight games in a row yeah, I don't even know what that feels like. Yep, or to even like point. win most of your home games. That because too. at this point we have drawn more home games than we've won. That's we've lost as many home games as we've won. I think. Let's see. No, we've we've lost just two home games. I just. thought mm-hmm. we lost one home. Nope, two. Okay, All right. yeah. I found it. Yeah, but in the last five games we have gotten eight points. Two wins, two draws, and one loss. Yeah, it's actually the... That's, that's uh, not a bad f- bad five games. That's a, a pretty middling run of form. And uh, <laughs> it's our the best we've had this year, so... Yeah, not, not bad. Go team. Yeah. <laughs> you know who has a better... So so these are some teams that consistently most perform better teams, than us. Most other teams, that's my guess. I don't know what Minnesota the question is, United. but... Minnesota <laughs> United. Galaxy is only dipped below nine points in the like a five game span over the last seven games or so um colorado rapids have been their their low is seven in Mm. a five game span and it's it's consistently higher than that um so yeah we we did beat colorado but like they're they're considerably better than us and that's I guess well, that's why I can't take anything from that win they, because they're better they than us. They are better than us. <laughs> and I'm sad about that. Yeah. That is all. Me too. All right. That's all I have. I I just want to be good again. Me too. Or bad. I'd even take bad at this point, but this weird, like. Well, fortunately. Uncertain if we're bad or good. <laughs> yeah, it is very uncertain. Well. Onward and upward for for uh, what, what's Jason Christ for, is saying? Fortuna Yeah, Adentis, Fortuna Yuvat, and yeah, that's mm-hmm. the team is the star. Yes, it yeah. is. That's Those how I'm feeling two right now. Jason Christ thinks the team well, we definitely feels like the star. Start. That's all. We should see him start. We should see Ruby Rubin. Yeah. 
Michael Chang on the other side. Let's give it a go. Be great. Let's try it. What's the Elbow worst that could happen? <laughs> What's, what is the worst that could happen? Demir cry. Oh, like we're going to lose to the galaxy. Oh. Yeah, we're going to lose. Do we the have? Galaxy. We don't have Everton, Beasler, or Ruiz. None of those three are on the injury report, right? Correct. That doesn't. That doesn't mean they're not injured. <laughs> but it means they probably weren't injured in the last two days. As we have learned, that is not a good good metric. It's not, so, not something it's that not we can trust. The injury report. Yeah. All right. Well, hmm. before this podcast gets even more dreary, I suppose we should wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, probably. It did start right. really, really up, though, didn't it? Yeah, and you know maybe soapbox breakfast is going to be super on the up and up. Maybe because yeah. we'll be recapping a delightful win we had. That would be so. ideal. Well, I will see we'll you see. all on the internet. That's and, right, uh, Kyle. May your may your gut be relieved. Thank you. I uh, Trevor, really appreciate it. May your coffee be ever flowing. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Matt. I love that. That was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, guys. All right. Good night. It's been Good a night. pleasure. Bye.